Go live. Ah, there we go. Are we live now? We are live. There we are. I see oh, it. Fun. Nice. Hi. Oh my god, this is terrifying. <laughs> um cool. So maybe we should wait for some people to join in. I don't see Let's like either. get started maybe at like 15 people. Yo. Sure. Oh, there we go. So friends, if you're wondering why we're going live um, now on the same night that an episode is previewing or is debuting. Um, because our it's fans because are like that. They know exactly where we are. You guys know why we're here. No, but a lot of things have happened in the last 24 hours. We're actually stuck in our houses right now because a curfew, a lockdown um, went into effect at six o'clock. Um, so a lot of things have happened since we recorded our last episode. So as folks are gathering in, um, we're just going to record a live episode and talk to each other about things that have happened um, since Thursday, how we're feeling, how we're doing, and really pull in our faith a little bit more. So bear with us. We're just going to hang out for a second. I do want to set people's expectations. Oh, uh, okay. We should... Like who we know that we're. I do want to set people's expectations, but this is not a, like a full-fledged live episode. Although it would be cool to do a full-fledged live episode at some point in the in the future. How's everybody's weekend going? Uh really? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's Pentecost. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, this Pentecost, extremely timely. Um, certainly the metaphor of fire has a, has a new meaning this weekend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I wish I was just being tongue-in-cheek, but it, like, it's, it's extremely poignant um, to be talking about the things we're talking about like, at a time when, like, the church was literally being born out of tongues of fire. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, it, this has been a really hard, sad weekend in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, I've had some really good conversations with friends, just like as we've like checked in with each other. Like there has certainly been like this catharsis about this weekend, but like it's been heavy. Why don't we get started? I'm not yeah. sure if we're going to get up to 15 people. I might have thought we were more popular than what we are. We're at six, everybody. <laughs> That's fine. This will be this will be recorded. Yeah. Um, I hope that Tess is able to figure this out. Well, okay. Welcome to Color Correction, a podcast about race from the a Jesusy podcast about race. I can oh never my do God. this. I can never. This is you guys are getting. This you happened. guys are getting the, the the full experience of doing this live, which is that I never get it right. <laughs> the take on the recording is always like take ten. <laughs> All right, let's in action. Welcome to Color Correction, a Jesusy podcast about race from the perspective of a black girl, an Asian guy, and a white guy too. I'm Andrew. I'm Asian. He him pronouns. And I'm Bethany, I'm black, and I use she, her pronouns. I'm Chris, I'm white, I use he, him pronouns. And since we're not an audio-only medium, I, I guess all that is obvious. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can see that I'm black now, because I would be confused <laughs> if I heard somebody say they were Bethany 
right. and they were alleging to be black i wouldn't uh -huh. i wouldn't be convinced yeah so it's it's uh yeah here here it is in the living color um <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we last recorded the episode is going to drop tonight at 8 p.m. Yeah, mm -hmm. we recorded it on Thursday. And at the time, the uh, I think on that episode, we talk about the demonstrations that are were happening in Minneapolis. And Beth on that episode actually says, I wish we, there would be rioting in every city. <laughs> and since then, since Thursday, things have kind of developed in terms of the, the, the kind of the degree, the scale, the scale of, of demonstrations and yeah. the kind of public anger and the sorts of things that are happening and people, things people are feeling. Mm -hmm. And also, and I'm, I feel not, like, I'm just saying yeah, prophecy yeah. is my spiritual gift. So, you know, along with naming episode titles. Yeah, right. Well, they're connected. Um, <laughs> yeah. So and also, I feel like on that episode, we were it was like 11 p.m. when we were nearing the end of it. So I feel mm -hmm. like there were probably some things about spirituality and faith that we could have said that we didn't get to because mm -hmm. we were just exhausted from having recorded it. So we figured we'd talk a little bit about about all those things, you know, catching up on current events since Thursday, how we feel about stuff that's going on in the city. Yeah. And um, also talk a little bit about faith, uh, activism the role of anger in our faith, that sort of thing. And so this will be, this isn't a full-on episode. This is kind of a, uh, a mini-sode kind mm -hmm. of sort of thing that we'll probably release as kind of kind of a appendix to the episode that's going to come out tonight. So mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Why don't we do a check-in? So uh, yesterday, the city was on fire, along with many other cities, as um, what people so... Um, love to fawn over peaceful protests um, turned violent over the death of George Floyd. Um, and one of the cities that was being burned, lots of police cars, lots of civilian cars was our city, Philadelphia. Um, it was very high, high energy yesterday. Um, and a lot of tension that you could just kind of feel in the air. So yeah, I'm wondering how you guys are doing. Um, I was not there. I was just like, was Andrew, Beth? I wasn't the there. Protests? Okay. Um, my uh, parents are old and black and I want to go see them this weekend. Yo, guys, my, my mom, my mom is fully radicalized at this point. <gasps> yes. This, this morning, she called, <laughs> she called me this morning. Yesterday. Did old and black remind you of your mom? Yesterday. Yesterday. Night. <laughs> Yesterday night, no, I, because this is, I'm talking about like the fact that I wasn't there. Yesterday okay. night, my dad calls me and he's like, I heard there were demonstrations. Like, I, I hope you're safe. And I was like, oh, thanks, dad. Like, oh, that's nice. This morning, my mom calls me and she was like, were you at the demonstrations? And I was like, no. And she was like, oh, that's too bad. She was like disappointed in me for not being at the demonstrations. <laughs> was she? Did she, she go to something? called you a pansy? She, she was not, well, she, she lives in, in the Lehigh Valley. Uh, but she apparently there were demonstrations there. She didn't go to them. She was disappointed in herself. So like my mom is like, my mom's starting to get radicalized. Yeah, I know it's it's nuts that my mom um, is expressing her disappointment in me for not being at at those demons at the at the demonstrations. So I, I was not there to the disappointment of my mother. Hmm. Also, one of our followers, um, well, one of our listeners and somebody that's watching right now, Ben Bly was there. Um, and actually like went live at the moment in which folks were trying to 
unsuccessfully ripped down that um, Rizzo statue, which if you're not from Philly, in my, my opinion, the Rizzo statue is to Philadelphia what Confederate flags um, hanging on state buildings is in the South. That um, is and very Ben's video got like 30. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, he represents police. He represents police brutality towards um, black folks. And I've recently found out um, how much he brutalized gay folks in the 70s, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that's who he is. And Ben was right there for like an hour um, before the police came and started macing everybody. But at one point, his video got 33,000 views. Mm -hmm. I started and it was like me and a few of his other Facebook friends and it got up to like 33,000 people. Holy so like cow. people were really invested in what was happening in the city. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I caught the moment when um, the police cruiser was, was catching fire in the background. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so let's talk about, because on Thursday, this was, it was a little bit abstract for us at, this point, at that point, because we were still talking about something that was happening in a different city. But now it's, 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 it's in our city. I mean, it's literally right on our doorstep. Like there was, there was, uh, there was looting on Kensington today, which is like, a, like a two minute walk from my house. Um, West Philly, so, same. So um, we talked on, on the episode that's going to drop tonight. We talked about um, the, where rioting comes from mm -hmm. and expressions of anger mm -hmm. and the conditions that lead to rioting. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you, you, I mean, everyone will... We'll get to that tonight, but we, do we want to do a quick recap of kind of what we talked about, especially you, Bethany? Um, yeah. So basically what I said was burn that motherfucker down um, because I feel like this country was built on the backs of, and I said a lot, of, a lot of things that I've said that I'm going to say tonight, I've probably already said on Facebook, don't tell my manager, I'm going to keep my job. I just bought a house, but it is what it is at the same time. Um, but yeah, this country was built on the backs of black free labor. This shit is ours anyways. And if we want to burn this bitch down to make a point that we're not going to put up with this shit anymore, I understand that it's scary. I also like, um, like as a pacifist in training, you know, I don't want to see people get hurt, but I absolutely um, am not opposed to the revolution, the revolution looking like this, looking like burning. Yeah. Speaking of burning, my house is hot. I'm a cheapskate, and I didn't turn my air conditioning on at all today, but now I'm getting hot. So It's give me nice out. Open your window. Yeah, it's really nice. Just open the window. <laughs> that, that was it? All right, all right. Uh, so, Chris, on your Facebook wall, Bethany, can you still hear us? Yep. So, Chris, I, I was following your Facebook wall oh, today with boy, great interest. <sighs> um, yeah, uh, some people were wilding out over, um, like, under one of the posts. <sighs> um, a post that actually, Bethany, you you um, you responded to initially. Um, is that the one you're talking about? The um, the one about yeah, the, the one about Broad Street Ministry. So um, I think there is like a now iconic photo of a kid um, popping a wheelie in the foreground of this picture with like this um, structure in the background. Um, on fire and city hall behind that, that structure was a shed um, where Broad Street Ministry kept um, kept supplies, mainly water. Um, Broad Street Ministry is a is a church in the area that has a 
that does a lot to um, serve the homeless pop population here, including like feeding and um, giving them water. And that was one of the structures that burned. And so I put up a, a judgmental post about um, people burning down structures. Beth um, helped shave some of the rough edges of that out a little bit with some, some feedback, as did another um, friend of mine, Keisha. Um, that, was, that was really helpful. I, I, I would change the wording, but um, I decided like, because actually like people were responding and sending Broad Street monies, Broad Street Ministry money to like fix it, I, I just was like, I'm gonna leave it alone. I came back today in the afternoon um, to see that um, it had gotten a lot more attention than it had by the time I went to bed at like one o'clock last night. And mm -hmm. um, you can go to that page. Well, because people's internalized racism showed up. Yeah. Back to your thought process first before we get to all your crazy <laughs> friends and their responses to it. So well, your initial, so Broad Street Ministry had a, a shack full of w water uh, that was burnt down during the demonstrations. Is that yeah. right? Your yeah. initial reaction to this was uh, negative. Negative. Uh, so negative to that structure burning. I'm not mad that the Starbucks burned down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it. I don't, I don't think you yeah. need to defend yourself there. I've just, I, but it was like, I get that that feels scary to you, right? That makes sense. Yeah, it's a, like, it's, it's a mixed message for me. Like, that just speaks to like, people just wanting to burn shit down. I don't actually, you know, I, I like thoughtful burning shit down, I guess, would be the so, way to put that. Yeah, I get what you're saying. And so what did your friends say, and where are you on that now? Oh, I don't get what you're saying. Oh, okay. okay. No, I mean, yeah. we can really talk about this. I mean... Yeah, because I feel like, and I started to say only white people, but that's not true, because I've seen a lot of black folks that are, like, condemning the rioting. But I feel like it's really white to be... Um, so concerned with rightness and the right way to do things or okay. the best way to do things. Yeah. Um, and I think that concern with rightness oftentimes looks like condemning the most vulnerable, marginalized, and abused, right? Like, and it's also super white to tell the most marginalized, vulnerable, and abused how to respond to that shit. Um, so for me, and I love Broad Street Ministries. Like, I have um, homies there that I really appreciate the work that they're doing. And I want to donate water or donate yeah. money whenever I can because it's unfortunate. But I think <clears throat> a combination of the people and their response to their oppression is the wrong focus. Mm -hmm. um, I think we, I think everybody that's mad right now at Spider should actually be mad at the government. And that should be the center yeah. of everything. I don't think it should, I, we wouldn't have to be really intentional and organized if the government was more intentional and organized in its like working, right? And was, I mean, it is intentional. I think it's intentionally racist, mm -hmm. but if it was more intentional in tearing down those, those systems, we wouldn't have to be super intentional and thoughtful about how we condemn it. Right. Yeah. And I, I, um, the, I mean, one of the things that was going on in my mind, the the, the y'all that I that I put on that post, was I, my judgment was coming down, and I I wasn't there, so I have no idea who actually did this. But like when I think about like structures being vandalized, I actually think more about like white people who take part in protests than I think about black people doing this stuff. Because I think about like 
the way the, the, the city goes crazy when like we win anything, Super Bowl, um, you know, and I, I think like people that was going crazy. So when I say y'all, I'm talking about white people who are just excited about setting the world on fire. That's those are the people that are like, that's what's happening in my head. Yeah. Is it the, okay. I don't know. Well, See, uh, the I, thing is, is I wasn't there and I made a judgment and um, <laughs> I am in a, in a small way experiencing, I'm not experiencing pain, but like I'm getting feedback about how that came across. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. Yeah. I, I do think that it is not, I, I, I would, I, I, it's definitely not our place to tell people how they should it's not the place of yeah. white people to tell oppressed people how they should be resisting. I mm-hmm. absolutely agree with you there. Mm-hmm. In terms of our how we personally organize, I do think that it makes sense for us to think about what's most effective. Um, that being said, like I'm not going to condemn other people. You know how like there's a there's a there's a part in the Gospels where the disciples are are saying to Jesus like there there are people out there using your name to cast out demons and they're not like. They're not with us. They're not like, they're not one of your disciples. They're just out there using your name. And yeah. Jesus is like, just let them do what they can. Just let them be. If they're not, if they're not against us, they're with us. Right. You know? So that's how I feel a lot of the time. Like, like if they're not against us, they're with us. Like we're, we're not out there trying to judge how they're using. That's how I feel name. too. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and, I, and, and those responses were among the many responses, very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think, go ahead. I think all weekend I've just been like, well, that's the government's fault. That's the government's fault. <laughs> but like I, somebody recently commented that they feel like opportunists are taking advantage of this moment and they're not really for the cause. And like, I understand that and I see where that's frustrating and I also see where that's scary. Like, is this mm-hmm. person that just wants to act on the moment to steal or the moment to be violent, will they harm me? I want to fully honor people's fears showing up in their body. That makes yeah. sense. But an opportunist would not have the opportunity if the government got right. Yeah, that is true. I, I don't have any easy answers here. I'm also yeah. thinking about how I think there are opportunists, opportunists, and I think just objectively speaking, there are also there have been infiltrators. Like in the past... Uh, the police have shown up to trying to incite violence so that the police have an excuse to, to crack down on protesters. Like, yeah. That has happened in demonstrations in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and we have reason to believe it happened in Minneapolis. Yeah, the uh, yeah. always infiltrate some shit. Right. So, I mean, I want to be able to be nuanced about this so that we can, yeah. uh, so that it, it, it's, so it's not just a blank check for everyone to do whatever they want all the time. Um, but the I don't government know. should give us more of what we need so we don't have to do what we want. Absolutely. And we mm-hmm. talk about that on the on the episode that is going to come out today, which is mm-hmm. that um, it, it, say what you want about the effectiveness of the strategy, but it, it's disingenuous to say any of that without acknowledging the circumstances that lead to rioting because the right. riot is the language of the unheard, as Dr. King says. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let's touch on this uh are we okay leaving it there? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, because I want to talk about this because we don't talk about it in the, po- in the podcast uh, enough, I think, which is 
Um, and the reason I thought about this was because you were reposting your article about reclaiming your rage bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to read that, go to, what is it? Um, WordPress. Oh, why would I try and give the information about it and totally can't remember? Do you guys remember how to get to the website? Um, this is the problem with live. Edit this yeah. part out. Circumobilizing.wordpress.com. <laughs> guys, close your eyes and cover your ears until we figure this While out. While we edit this real quick. Yeah, that's us editing it. Um, circumobilizing.wordpress.com and uh, Beth's uh, uh, po- uh, bot- uh, blog post is, um, I-, I think it is called Reclaiming My Rage. If you yes, that's what it's called. That I, wrote that, yeah. I wrote that two years ago and almost everything in it is super relevant to today. Yeah. So if you guys get a chance, please go ahead and um, read that and repost it. Yeah. So let's talk about, I mean, that real quick, which is um, I was raised with the idea that I I was not raised with the idea that rage and anger are righteous emotions. I was raised with the idea that that Christians should be meek and calm and peaceful and resolve your your conflicts like that. Right. Um, but as I've grown up and as my theology has developed, I'm learning that that rage and anger has a place in faith, but also mm-hmm. right in the heart of scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's kind of what, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that we see one of my favorite stories in the Bible. And as my mom has always called me, my mom always calls me honorary. So I think I like this story because Jesus was a little bit honorary. <clears throat> but like when Jesus... Um, like saw how blatantly um, those in power were like um, just disrespecting God's house, God's temple by like setting up all of these different stations and tables to support essentially capitalism. Jesus got in there and was like, let me flip this shit. What the fuck are y'all doing? Like he was not with it. And like, I think that's one of the most precious, like, examples of righteous anger that I come to all the time when we're experiencing moments like this. Yeah. It is interesting because I say a lot like violence is not in terms of organizing is not always the most effective. There are different strategies you can use. And but I don't know, Jesus is right there using violence in literally all four gospels. He does this. So it was so <laughs> important that every single gospel writer uh, makes a mention of it. And <laughs> in the Gospel of Mark, it even mentions that he stops to braid a whip made of corns. <laughs> so he like sits down, he prepares to do <laughs> a thing. He, like he braids a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he starts whipping the money changers out of the temple. Um, I was like, y'all got me fucked up today. <laughs> right. <laughs> Premeditated. Stay mad to also braid. Like, you got to really be committed to your anger to be beaten in anger. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I don't know. For me, that was... um, I'm trying to think about how I dealt with that story when I was... when I was... uh, when I was growing up. And I... that It's very comforting to me now, the idea that Jesus had that depth of emotion. That he got into this place and he was so mad at the at the because if if you look at the way the economic system was set up back then what was happening is that the the temple lent money to uh the temple often it was was wealthy because people were 
changing their money in it. So it lent money to poorer people. And when they couldn't pay, it, uh, the, the religious authorities would confiscate their land, right? So it's this whole messed up system. And Jesus walks into the heart of it and he gets so mad that he has to act and he acts mm-hmm. by, by flipping shit over. Mm-hmm. And I, like I best to your point, like he doesn't just go in hot. Like he makes a plan. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important to, to keep um, at the center of the story. He didn't like, I always think of him like that, just like going in hot, but then like, it, like, like one story really makes hot. it clear. Well, he, he came in hot, but he didn't just like, he didn't react at a moment's notice. He saw what was happening and he seized long enough to make a whip. And he, he didn't like, that wasn't time where he like calmed down and decided he would like write a nasty letter to his congressman. He kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, so a lot of us were raised with this idea that anger is not righteous. However, Jesus shows us that there are times when anger is righteous. Uh, I guess the question for us as people who aren't Jesus um, is how do you know when you're righteous and when you're, when your anger is righteous? Um, so I don't know. Where do you guys, how do you guys approach that? Why don't you go first, Andrew, since you asked it, I feel like you have something in mind. Hmm. I mean, I think as Christians, we're always trying to line up what our values with how we with the things that we think God values, right? Mm-hmm. So I think we can trust that the. I mean, we're we're all, we're all on this this faith journey. We're all on this that we're also on an anti-racist journey, because at least for for us here, the idea that anti-racism is 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 the gospel. You know, it's um the idea that God is on the side of the oppressed um, mm-hmm. is built into the heart of the faith. And so what we try to do on, on our faith journey is continually get to the place where we can be where God is and God is with the oppressed. Mm-hmm. So the things that make God mad, that's what we want to be mad at. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so at least I, what I hope I've done or what I am trying to do is cultivate in myself faith so that I can trust that my my anger is is from God, uh, mm-hmm. that that God is with me in my anger because I'm with God in God's anger. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I almost don't even have anything to add to that. I think that is like the heart of um, righteous anger. You know, mm-hmm. like is it aligned with the scriptures and what? Um, Jesus tells us to be upset about or the things that Jesus got upset about. And if so, then it makes sense to align ourselves with that. And it especially makes sense to align ourselves with um, the most oppressed. Yeah. I, the tough part, Jesus, Jesus oftentimes speaks to people who have privilege and he says to them, like rich people, and he says, it's, you know, it's harder for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's, it's harder work for people who are who are who have that privilege because they are farther away from where God is. I mean, I, well, I'll just do it this way. Chris, as a white person, <laughs> you have had to, you've had to work harder to get yourself to that point. You know, do, do, does that, am I, am I off base here? Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to pinpoint like the, I think like the the, uh, the work is is really staying with it, you know. Like, um, 
I, I you know, like like if I'm just out for myself, what am I doing here? Like the like I can walk away from this. Like the cops aren't after me. Like I'm protected. Like I don't know. Um but I think that like the thing that keeps me in it is like I actually am a follower of Jesus. Like I can't just not look at the privilege I have in this in this culture um and accept it um when when i know the heart of god suffers for so mm-hmm. many um i think like the only thing that really like binds me to um a commitment to um working out the the privilege i've accumulated and is held out for me is god is is having a relationship with a guy who actually cares about people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, then let me speak. Let me say this, Chris, because when I see you interact at the hub, I think another thing that what thing you do well is that you're friends with us and you're friends <laughs> with other, other people, other black and brown people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's at, important to me. And at the hub, for instance, like I've seen you get worked up about the injustices that our, our friends, our participants face. Yeah. And I see you are dealing with that emotionally. And, and I think God is with you in that. Like you've put yourself in a place where you can feel those emotions. Because mm-hmm. these are your friends that are being affected. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that's, that's another good thing that you did, Chris. Yeah, no, I, um, the, one of the things that was very intentional 20 years ago is um, moving to Philadelphia for a year of um, mission year. This like, intentional time of of living in community but like living in a city context i really like being exposed to like a world i didn't have any knowledge of as someone who was from colorado springs um i like and that's hard like that's true and it's not true but like right like kind of like putting myself in these awkward places like places where like i i I feel really inept. Like even right now, like you're like all this work I've done. I'm like, I don't know what I did, <laughs> but I, I do think that is probably like my, like Beth, you're like, you're, you have the gift of prophecy. Mine is like showing up awkwardly in places. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I don't yeah. exactly know what to do, but like I moved to care mm-hmm. and I like, I like people. Like I actually like, I, I do feel like our participatory defense hub, like these people are like family to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that we can all, that, that we can all, uh, that's, that's a lesson that we can all put to use, which is that if you, I mean, if you want to feel the anger that God feels, be where God is and f- figure out where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think right now, um, it means, um, it means feeling feeling the anger when we see videos like we did throughout this week mm-hmm. uh, with the, the things that we're dealing with. Um, so what else, anything else we want to add to that? Anything else do we want to cover? I think something that feels really important to me um, as we're talking about this rioting and um, 
I really think it's important for white people to examine what they are most disturbed by first, right? If your first response is to be disturbed by property, um, is your if your first response or prop, by property being destroyed, um, if your first response is to be um, angry with what the looters grab, right? Um, if those are your first responses, you have some internalized stuff um, going on. Like, I, if your first response isn't, I wish that those police officers had not killed George Floyd. So, <laughs> right. happen, right? Like, there are some things that you need to be working on. If you're more concerned with the fact that, like, looters took Jordans, which has, like, a really racialized undertone, because, you know, there's the stereotype that Black folks like sneakers, right? If that's your first concern, if that's your first go-to, there's some things that you need to be working on. Yeah. Yeah. The undercover racist be busting out the uh, closet or the window um, when things like this happens. And it really exposes where people who are in your lives are really at. Yeah. I hear that. Okay. Uh, and on that word, I guess we'll conclude our first live color correction. Well, wait, do we want to talk about what we're into and, and go out in oh. the usual way? We just, I mean, we just met on Thursday. But yeah, I didn't so, plan on doing that, but we could. We yeah, could real quick. All right. Cool. So Chris, I'm into this uh, yeah, shirt. Yeah, Nice, see. nice. I'm into the shirt that says the justice system is criminal, right? And I got that from Incense Trap and Yoga. They are on Instagram. Check out their teas. They have amazing teas. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm into in this moment, last minute. Awesome. Um, I'm going to shout out my friend Vanessa, who's on the who's on the Facebook feed. So you all should um, check her out. Vanessa is in Colorado Springs. Um, she is an educator, a mathematician. Um, she teaches piano. She's been doing these um, story times every every couple of like every Saturday, every, every third Saturday, um, where she picks strategically amazing storybooks to read to children. Um, nice. So I'm, I'm really trying to hype her up and, um, and send some business her way. I, 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 I didn't get to see the, um, the one she did yesterday, but I, um, I've, I've, I've been to one or two of them and the, I, I just like, it's, it's, they're remarkable two hour long, sessions where like i think i think her whole persona is just so reassuring as a as a black woman reading stories about blackness to children it's like solid work you should check nice. it out um i am into uh all right so so beth has the gift of prophecy i have like the <laughs> the the the, the, the anti-gift of prophecy <laughs> <laughs> the stuff that I say does not come true or the opposite happens. Like at our last uh, circle mobilizing meeting, I said something like people aren't really into direct actions anymore. Like that's kind of a thing we used to do. You did say that. I did say that. And now it's just, it's come roaring back and everybody and my mother literally are just literally into, yeah, yes. are into direct actions and demonstrations now. And I, I guess what I'm into is uh, Rand just, just posted this, the fact that um there is going to be a demonstration. Demonstration uh, tomorrow at 5 p.m. at I think it's Eighth and Cherry. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a bunch of um, good folks will be going to that. I understand that we're still in this period of social distancing, so if you aren't comfortable being there physically, you know, um, 
you can support in other ways. But uh, if if you um, want to be if you want to be able to wear a mask and be six feet away from other people, uh, this is a socially distanced protest that is happening tomorrow. So uh, we want to be where God is. Um, so special thanks to oh, um, Ben White on the post says now it's at 3 p.m. Oh, it's at 3 p.m. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. That, this is, that's, uh, that's fun. Live feedback, huh? Yeah. We have to do this again. Um, <laughs> we're totally doing this again. Um, cool. So special thanks to everybody who decided to check, check in and, and watch us. And, um, special thanks to Chris and Beth who were just randomly popping on Facebook live earlier today, trying to get this to work. Um, and to, uh, you know, I, I guess Jared, I'll put Jared's theme song on this when we put it, when we put it out. So special thanks to Jared Selby for doing it. Ain't no putting it out. What? You talking about this or live? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I figured we'd just take the audio and, and, and release it on the feed in addition to... Oh, to that's... Okay. You know, we can just do that. All right. Yeah. Um, sweet. So, um, Beth? Cool. All right, y'all. Stay black, Little Mermaid. You want me to sell it now? It's hilarious. Um, make it a mini. Make it a mini sode. Um, go for it. Do it. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> I worked at a law firm, and every I'm a very like routine having type of person. I think I've said this before. So every morning, so I would like on Sunday, I would bring a pack of turkey bacon because you can't cook cook pork bacon in a microwave, but you can cook turkey bacon. So I would buy a pack of turkey bacon, bring it into work on Monday and just eat like three slices of turkey bacon with some berries every morning. That was my routine. Maybe the berries would be blackberries. Maybe the berries would be strawberries. But my routine was coffee, three strips of turkey bacon, heated up in the microwave with some goddamn berries. That's what I did. So one morning I worked. For several, like I had a lot of stuff to do. So I worked at my desk for like several hours before I went to, you know, engage in my normal routine. So I go into the refrigerator in which my bacon last was. It's not in that refrigerator. So I said, okay. All right. Maybe I don't remember where I placed my turkey bacon yesterday. I think I do, but maybe I don't. I go to the other refrigerator on the other side of the kitchen no turkey bacon there either. I said, if my goddamn turkey bacon is at the bottom of this fucking trash can, I'm setting it off in this bitch. Cause I was hungry. You know, like that Snickers commercial where they're like, you're not yourself when you're hungry. That's how I felt. So lo and behold, I look in the bottom of the trash can cause it's the morning. So there's not a lot of trash there yet. My turkey bacon's at the bottom of that fucking trash can. Somebody has thrown out my turkey bacon. Uh-huh. I immediately, and I use, I'm better now that I'm older. I don't get that angry that quickly anymore. I Bethany is better now that she's older. Three years. 
later. Well, that's the point that I'm making. So like I was I was like 27, it's 2017. I was 26, 27, right? Like uh-huh. I had moved past my blind rage stage. Like me getting into it with somebody at like a, a festivity was nothing. Like 18 to 22. But I had been in therapy for a couple of years. I was better at managing my anger. Okay. I lost it immediately Uh this day. So I stormed back to my cubicle. I'm talking to my friend. I'm kind of waving my hands in the air. I'm like, somebody threw out my fucking turkey bacon. Oh, ain't nobody eating in this bitch today. I'm throwing everybody's goddamn shit out, right? So my friend is like, uh, I don't think you should do that. I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, nah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. I'm throwing everybody's goddamn shit out today. Ain't nobody eating this bitch today. Right? So I go back to my cubicle. I sit down and I devise the plan in my head. I was like, every 30 minutes on the hour or like on the 30 minute hour, I'm throwing one thing out of that refrigerator. Oh my gosh. So it's like 1115 at 1130. Uh-huh. I go into the kitchen. I see it. I see a salad. I, so I went to, I, I, I like put the turkey bacon in a drawer. So I went to whatever was in that drawer, assuming that whoever threw my turkey bacon out, that was their stuff. That was like my logic. So <laughs> So I went to that drawer first. I was like, this is the first thing that I'm throwing out. It was a green container with a a red lid, right? So I opened it up, threw the salad into the trash, and then slammed the container into the trash. Wow. I to my desk, like, totally satisfied. Like, at that point, I really didn't need to throw nobody else's shit out. I was good. I felt satisfied. Five minutes later, an email comes out from the head of HR. Has anybody seen my salad? It was in a green container with a red lid. <laughs> I immediately panicked. I immediately panicked. I grabbed my purse and literally ran out of the office. Now, mind you, I sat in the middle cubicle, right? My friend sat to the cubicle left of me. My coworker sat in my coworker sat in the cubicle to my right. So as soon as the email went out, she started Man. cracking up. My coworker, who was also my CEO's niece, right? So like in my head, I'm like, I'm caught. I'm gonna get fired for throwing this fucking salad out. So I grabbed my purse and went downstairs and I called my mom. I'm like, mom, all right, this is what happened. So I told her the story. I was like, I gotta come up with a lie to fix this and I need your help. She was like, I'm not going to help you lie. I started rattling stories off to her. She's like, no, that one doesn't make sense. That one's a little bit better. Oh my God, why did you do this? So she's panicking with me. So the plan that I devised- amazing. I love that your mom was just in this with you. She's totally in it, right? She claimed that she wasn't going to be, but she was totally in it. So the plan that I devised was to tell her that because somebody threw out my turkey bacon, I thought that all of the food in that drawer was spoiled. So I threw it out in response as to keep somebody else from getting sick and then hand her $20 because I had $20. So I was going to just hand her the $20 to get lunch. Right. So I'm walking up to her office with, and it's this long walk, like her office is all the way on the other side. So it's this long walk and I'm just talking myself into it, talking myself into it. As I get up to her um, office door, one of my coworkers is there. 
And this is what I hear him say. I can't believe somebody threw out your, or I can't believe somebody ate your salad. What a fucking asshole. And I was like, hey, I'm actually the fucking asshole. So this is what happened. So like I stumbled out the story. I couldn't really get the story mm-hmm. out because I was embarrassed. And by the end of it, I just like shoved $20 on her desk. And she was like, no, no, like it's totally fine. Like I had another lunch. You're good. Right. So I'm like, all right it's over, right? It was not over. For the rest of the time that I worked there, every time it was refrigerator day, somebody would call me about bacon. If there was any (laughs) sort of bacon, people would be like, hey, is this your bacon? (laughs) And one time she called me, right? And this is exactly what she, for years, I worked there for two or three years after that. Every time it was refrigerator clean out day, if there was turkey bacon, if there was pork bacon, any sort of bacon, somebody would call me and be like, hey, we wanted to make sure this wasn't your bacon before we threw it out. (laughs) So she called me one time and she said, hey, we were cleaning out the refrigerators and I saw some turkey bacon. And I said, don't you throw that out. I know who's turkey bacon. (laughs) That is amazing. (laughs) That has gone down amongst my work friends and my friends outside. That has gone down as Bacon Gate 2017. I I know this is like probably mini-sode fodder, but also this ties in so perfectly to the revolutionary aspects of Bethany Stewart in particular. (laughs) What will it take, Bethany? Uh What will it take? (laughs) If something happens to Bacon, Mm -hmm. it's fucking over. Amazing. That is amazing. So, so I'm into bacon. Who, <laughs> Everybody always asks who threw out my turkey bacon. Yeah, I know the head of HR threw out my goddamn turkey bacon. Wow. I know she had to. I think like it just wasn't wrapped well or whatever. And she probably got like grossed out or something and threw it out. But fuck you. Why did you throw out my turkey bacon? Yeah, seriously. All right. I, so, I'm on your side here. I should have, she deserved it. She did deserve her salad being yeah. thrown out, but yeah, she's the head of I, HR, I'm right? Yeah, so. All right. Uh, Chris, what are you into? 